great to be back with you today. I missed last week. I was a little bit um, sick. I had COVID. And so I was at home. I want to give you a report on what a pastor does at home when they can't be at church. I actually felt really good last Sunday morning. I, I physically could have been here, but I didn't think you guys would appreciate me coming, um, having COVID and all. But I got up and I thought, man, it's really strange to be not be at church. I mean, this is what I do on Sunday mornings. And so I got up and I thought, man, it's, our, our service does it. It was probably about 9, 9, 9.30. And I thought, like, our service isn't coming on for another hour and a half. What am I going to do? And so I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get on Facebook and I'm going to scroll through. And the first service that pops up, because I got a lot of friends that are pastors, the first service that pops up, I'm watching that service. And, and I got to tell you that, like I sat in my room and watched the service of Cornerstone Church, which is down on the border of Ohio and West Virginia, and, and Pastor Matt Hancock's down there. And, and I got to tell you, like God was speaking to me just even before our service started. Like God, God was convicting me and speaking to me about things. And then um, I had the opportunity to worship with you all. I was just online and was thankful for uh, dad or Pastor Bob, as you guys know him, that was here. I was very thankful that he was available. I, I was kind of feeling like I, I might not be feeling so well, and, but I tested negative on Thursday and Friday. And so I thought I had avoided it. And then Friday night, I had a fever and, and I knew immediately. And so Saturday I called dad and actually first I texted Rick and Dale and uh, I said, hey, one of you might be, actually one of you is speaking tomorrow. <laughs> I, I have COVID. And, and Dale reluctantly said, I will speak if you need me. And he, he, you know, he put on the good face. And then five minutes later, dad called me back. I already called dad because I, I, I knew it was throwing something on them at the last minute. And he called and said, hey, I'm a, I, I am available. I can be there. And so I called Dale and Dale was like, awesome. <laughs> and so, so when he said he was grateful for Pastor Bob being here last week, he wasn't joking. He was really grateful that he didn't have to speak. But I, I missed you all. I missed being with you and I missed worshiping. And I, and I guess I just got to say like, I mean, the God of the universe is right here with us. Don't minimize what's happening here today. The God of the universe is here with us. And, and God wants to speak and God wants to move today. And, and that's gonna happen. I'm just gonna tell you right now, in first service it happened, it's gonna happen. The question is, is your heart open? Are you in a place of surrender and worship? If you are, God is gonna speak and God is gonna move today. I know it for a fact. As I was walking in today, someone said, great things are gonna happen today. And it's, it's true, God is gonna move. So today we're continuing base camp. The basics of our faith. If we're going to grow, if we're going to continue to become more and more um, like Christ, if we're going to grow to be the people that God calls us to be, we have to have a base. We have to know what we believe. So we've been working through, it's actually been over the last three years. We've got three weeks left of a three-year sermon, sermon series. It hasn't been going the full three years, but we've taken points and we've been going through the 16 articles of faith in the Church of the Nazarene just so that we know what we believe, where we stand. So we're on article 14 today, and article 14 is divine healing. Let, let me just, I told you God's going to do something good today, and I don't know what you carried into service with you today. I don't know what's weighing on you, but let me just say we serve a God that wants to heal today, and I believe if we will open our hearts, God will heal 
So here's the deal. The articles, most of them are really wordy and they're long and, and they're kind of hard to get through. And I know, I'm sorry about that. I know it's tough. It's all theological terms, but article 14 is going to be a breath of fresh air for us. Here we go. Article 14. We believe in the biblical doctrine of divine healing and urge our people to offer the prayer of faith for the healing of the sick. We also believe that God heals through the means of medical science. Period. That's it. That's the article right there. So let me just boil it down. We believe that God heals. Period. Our God is a God of healing. Sometimes I think we, we read the Bible and we think of God's healing as something that was a Bible thing. Listen, our God is still healing today. We sang it just a little bit. You were healer then, you are healer now. Our God heals. We in the Church of the Nazarene, as Christians, believe that God can heal today and that God will heal and so that's pretty simple. We urge our people to offer a prayer of healing. Listen, I, I, if there is something on your heart today, I want you to just go ahead and start preparing yourself. If you're dealing with something physical, emotional, spiritual, and, and it's weighing on you, when I'm done speaking, we're going to talk. So the article of faith is simple, but the idea of divine healing, it's kind of complex. So we're going to talk through it. But when I'm done, we're going to sing two songs. And during those songs, we want you to have a time to come and pray for healing. And it is the appropriate response. So I want you to be preparing your hearts. We believe that God heals. Today is a healing service. I, I love that the Nazarene church takes the, the next step and says, we also believe that God heals through the means of medical science. Listen, sometimes I think we minimize God's role in healing if it's not a miraculous momentary thing. But I want you to know that God heals through doctors, through surgeries, through medicine, through science. If you go across the street to uh, UC Hospital, uh, Westchester Hospital, if you go over there and you walk in the front doors and you go to the, the elevators, on the elevators is their slogan. You can see it, I think, on the sign outside as well. It says, in science lives hope. And I got to be honest with you, that has always just bugged me because our hope is in Jesus Christ. But this week I kind of had a revelation like they're proclaiming in science lives hope, that your hope is in science. Listen, praise God, because there would not be science if it wasn't for the grace of God. It's God's work, it's God's power at work in doctors, in, in nurses, in surgeries. It's God that's working. And so we believe that God does heal supernaturally. We also believe that God is at work in helping heal through medical science. So from now on, when I walk in there and see in science lives hope, it's not going to bother me. They're, they're just glorifying our God. God is healer. We believe that God heals. So let me just frame this before we jump in. We're going to look at four different scriptures today and, and talk through the different pieces of divine healing. But let me just set this. More than anything else, the ultimate purpose of healing is God's glory. Today, if you're carrying something in and you're gonna bring it and pray for God's healing, this isn't about us, this isn't about a church, this isn't about preaching, this isn't about something you're gonna do. The ultimate purpose for God's healing is to bring glory 
to God and build his kingdom. We see in scripture over and over again when Jesus heals, when the disciples heal, that it's to bring glory to God. So today, I believe God is going to heal, and I believe that's for his glory and his kingdom, not for ours. It's all about God. So let's just frame it with that. So, so let's, let's talk through this, and I want to answer some questions. Like I said, we believe God heals. We believe God heals through medicine, but, but there's some complexities to this, isn't it? Aren't there? Do any, have any of you ever wondered why God didn't heal someone? Have any of you ever struggled that you've prayed for something and it hasn't? It, it's a complex thing and, and we don't know why or when God chooses to heal, but I want to walk through some of those questions. So we're going to start in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. If you'll stand with me, I won't make you stand every time, but we'll stand for this opening passage. Paul's writing in 2 Corinthians 4. And, and he's talking about our bodies, why we need divine healing. Here it is. This is, this is kind of the, you know, the bad news for you. We have this treasure, the glory of God, the gospel, um, the eternal glory of God. We have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but we're not crushed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. We're persecuted, but not abandoned. We're struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal bodies. So then, death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. You can have a seat. So, just for starters here, we are like jars of clay. We have this promise. We are God's chosen people. We are the believers, and that's not like we're better than everyone else. Anyone who accepts Christ is filled with his spirit, and we have the power and the glory of the almighty God living in these, what Paul says, are jars of clay. And in those days, they would put their valuables in clay jars and those jars were breakable and they were temporary and, and Paul is drawing this metaphor our bodies our physical bodies are not eternal our bodies are not perfect they're like jars of clay they're fragile how many of you know that your body's fragile so um, last week I had COVID had to spend a lot of time in, uh, sleeping in bed and our bed kind of has, uh, has divots where we lay. Uh, we need a new mattress. And so, so after a few days, my lower back started hurting because my body is a fragile jar of clay. And so to get a little relief, I, one night I put my arm under the pillow and kind of turned my body. And it felt really good until I woke up the next day and my shoulder felt like someone had just ripped it out of my body. You guys know this, right? Our bodies are weak. They're frail. Right, about 12 years ago, I, I did P90X. How many of you have done P90X, the workout? All right, Tony Horton, he's like a workout guru. And, and, you know, he was like, when I did it that time, he was already like 40 years old, but he was in the be better shape than I've ever been. And, and he's like, we can try to control our body. We can try to, to be in the best shape, and we should. We should be healthy. We should eat well. We should exercise. I'm not preaching to you. I'm preaching to myself here. We should take care of our body. But no matter how hard you try, you can't control what happens to your body because it is a jar of clay. 
It's frail. It's weak. Tony Horn, the reason I bring up P90X is he was like the picture of, you know, health, right? Now I'm getting all these ads about how five years ago his body just shut down on him and he ended up in hospitals fighting for his life. And now he's saying, hey, here's the new thing that you can do. Listen, our bodies are frail. Paul says, we carry around the glory of God in these weak, imperfect, perishable bodies. Some of you feel that right now. We carry around the glory of God in jars of clay. So when you're a jar of clay, guess what happens? Sometimes things break, sometimes things hurt. And I, and I think one of the hardest things that we struggle with, you can nod with me if you agree, one of the hardest things we struggle with as Christians is why good people suffer physically, emotionally, spiritually. Why, if we're following God, why are we struggling? Listen, I, my mom, well, I, I, you guys knew I was gonna talk about my mom today. My mom was the one in our family that took the best care of herself and breast cancer came and there was no control over it and she, she was human. And it wasn't about a lack of faith. It wasn't about a lack of faithfulness. It was that she's human. And the human condition is that our bodies are not eternal. And so sometimes we struggle. How can this happen? And I think Paul makes it really simple here. It happens because we're jars of clay. Our, we carry the glory of God, but we carry it in these bodies that hurt when you sleep wrong and that break down over time. And so following Christ does not and has not ever allowed us to escape pain, sickness, and death. We sometimes think that if we follow God, if we follow Christ, then everything should work out well and we shouldn't get sick and we, we shouldn't struggle with things. But following Christ has never been about, it's never been promised that we would have great health and perfect bodies. It's never been about that. Why would it be? Jesus Christ himself suffered and died. He became flesh. He had a body just like ours and suffered and died. So why would we think we would escape that? But our pain, let me say this. I talked earlier. It's all about the glory of God. Our pain can be for nothing or our pain can be for the glory of God. God heals and I believe God is going to heal today. See, see Paul, the writer of 2 Corinthians, he, he knew this all too well. He had he'd been faithfully, he's one of the greatest missionaries to ever walk the face of the earth. He started church after church. He wrote books of the Bible. Like this is a faithful man of God. And he walked through suffering and trials and pain and hardships. And he brought glory to God by giving those and serving the Lord. See, we carry the promise of eternal life in our bodies. It says here, we have treasures in jars of clay to show the surpassing power of God. See, we are given life despite our perishing bodies. There's this beautiful thing that's happening. And so all of us, just like all other humans, are going to go through pain and suffering. Can, can we just 
can we stop for a minute? Can you stop listening to a sermon and can, can you just like track with me for a minute? Is there anyone in here today that's just, that's just hurting? I mean, really, it's not just a physical thing. It can be a relationship thing. It can be an emotional thing. I'm gonna guess there's a lot of people in here today that are carrying heavy burdens, heavy burdens. And we carry it and we feel it. Listen to me, we serve a God that heals. And so, so what do we do when we have broken down bodies but we serve a God that heals? James chapter five, verse 13 says, is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call on the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So right there it says, if you pray, you will be healed. Now, let's not take this further than it needs to go. This is not saying that if you have a bum shoulder and you pray, it's going to just get better all of a sudden. This promises healing. I want us to understand today that there are different types of healing. But our God brings healing. And today I know that if there are some of you that are carrying heavy burdens and pain, that God is going to heal. And for some of you, that may be a miraculous instant thing. For some of you, it may be different. But what this says is, is anyone hurting, sick, struggling, what should you do? You should pray about it. Praying for healing is encouraged and even commanded in God's word. I think sometimes we feel selfish praying for healing. We feel guilty praying like God, I mean, there's such bigger things going on in the world. Why would I pray for my shoulder to feel better? Why would I pray for that when there are, there are children that are hungry? And sometimes we feel like we can't take things to God. What, what scripture tells us is that when we're suffering, when we're hurting, we are supposed to take things to God. This is what God wants. I, as a father, when one of my kids is hurting, I want them to come to me. I want to hug them and be with them. I want to bring them comfort. Even if I can't physically heal the wound, I want to help them. And that's the way our father feels. He wants us to take everything to him. And so if you're hurting, it's totally appropriate to pray for healing. It's what we're commanded to do. It's the right response. Sometimes we think worship is about singing songs and listening to sermons. Listen, if you are suffering and hurting, your worship is crying out to God. There's this element of us opening our hearts and surrendering and God working and his grace flowing and healing and wholeness coming. And so today, we are called to pray, to bring our hurts, to take everything to God. Our God heals. But let's be honest, we all know someone. We've all prayed for someone 
who we didn't see physical healing for. Have you been there? Have any of you struggled? Have any of you like prayed and tears running down your face? Prayed for healing for somebody and it didn't come the way you wanted it to? Have any of you ever prayed that prayer, God, I would take that from them? Like that's how bad you wanted it and it didn't come the way that you thought it would come? Well, you're, you're not alone. Paul, author of 2 Corinthians there in chapter 12, verse 8 says, he's talking, about a, he, he's talking about a thorn in his flesh. He says that there was a thorn in his flesh and he, he calls it a messenger of Satan. That's how bad it is. Have any of you ever had a pain that you were convinced was from Satan? Paul had a thorn that he said was a messenger of Satan. And he says in 2 Corinthians 12, verse 8, three times I have pleaded with the Lord to take it from me, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And Paul says, therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why for Christ's sake, I delight in my weaknesses and insults and hardships and persecutions and difficulties for when I am weak, then I am strong. Paul is ministering for the Lord, doing the right things, and he's struggling with this thorn, with this messenger of Satan. It's hurting, it's troubling, it's pestering him, and he prays and he, he says, pleads with God to take it away. And the answer for him is not magical healing. The answer is, my grace is sufficient for you. Listen, I believe that God heals miraculously. I believe that we're to pray and hope for miraculous healing. But we serve a God that heals in a lot of different ways. And one of the ways God heals is God gives us the strength and the grace to face things that we couldn't face on our own. Do you have a messenger from Satan? Do you have a thorn? Maybe the healing today that God has for you is a supernatural peace and strength to face the things you've got to face. There is no guarantee in scripture of physical healing when we pray for it, but our God is healer. Let's, let's remember the ultimate goal in healing is to bring glory to God. So sometimes glory is brought to God through a miraculous healing and, and everybody says, wow, God did that. But you know what? Sometimes what brings glory to God is when he heals someone and gives them strength and grace and they've walked through something more difficult than we can imagine and do it and worship to God with the grace of God. There's no guarantee of physical healing, but God will ultimately bring healing to those who live by faith. And healing can take a lot of different forms. Listen, today I believe God wants to heal us if you walked in here today with a heaviness on your heart, whether it's, a, whether it's a physical thing, whether it's a sickness, whether it's a relational problem, no matter what it is, I believe God wants to heal us today. That can take a lot of different forms, but God will ultimately bring healing. See, sometimes the answer isn't to miraculously take it away. 
Sometimes it's the strength to face it. And, and then there's another healing that we will all receive if we are faithful to God. And that's ultimate healing. The healing that God removes all of it. And we get to spend eternity with our Savior. See, I'm convinced that sometimes when we, when we pray for healing, we're like looking through a, a microscope. And we see this limited picture. And we pray, Lord, I need you to take this away. Lord, this is what I need you to do. This is what's best for me. And I'm convinced that sometimes God says, look, I see the bigger picture. And there's something so much better for you than just that. We went to the Mexican restaurant a couple weeks ago. How many of you like Mexican food? Anyone? Yeah, good stuff. And uh, my kids, when we go to the Mexican restaurant, guess what they get? Chicken nuggets, <laughs> macaroni and cheese. Now, let's just be really clear. No offense to the Mexican restaurants, but the chicken nuggets at a Mexican restaurant are frozen chicken nuggets, probably heated up in a microwave. The macaroni and cheese is literally craft mac and cheese. It's not gourmet mac and cheese, it's Kraft mac, I'm, I'm a big fan of Kraft mac and cheese, it's good. But when I go to a Mexican restaurant, there are such better things than chicken nuggets that were frozen and Kraft mac and cheese. But that's what my kids get, and so a couple weeks ago we're at the Mexican restaurant, and one of my kids is like, oh, these aren't any good, and I'm like, yeah, I could have told you that before we wasted $7 on them. <laughs> and my kid's like, oh, this isn't good, and I said, hey, I've got this uh, burrito. It's a tortilla with steak in it, covered in queso. Are you guys getting hungry? Yes. Don't worry, we're at the end of the message. It's a burrito filled with steak, covered with queso. All things that we love, right? My kids, they love queso, they love burritos, they love steak. It's beautiful, it's tasty. I said, how about I give you a bite of this? And my kid's like, no, I wanna stick with my frozen chicken. <laughs> and my Kraft mac and cheese. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. Take one bite of this, it's so good. Sometimes I think when we pray for healing, it's because we can only see the small picture. And we think, oh God, you've gotta heal me of this because oh, take this pain away from my shoulder. It's what I need right now. And I, I think sometimes God just has a different plan and a different picture for Paul. It wasn't to take the thorn away. It was to give him strength to continue to glorify God. And guess what happened? Paul was faithful and God was faithful and the church was thriving through God's work and Paul's life. Sometimes the answer is bigger than just a snap and a healing. We're focused on the small. God says there's so much more. And so today there's physical healing. There's the healing of of our spirit, grace to endure. There's spiritual healing. There's relational healing. There's the promise of ultimate healing. I've got good news today. If you faithfully bring your troubles to God, God will heal. It may not look like what you think it's gonna look like, but God will heal. And today, when God heals, the glory goes to him not to us. Listen, I believe today that God wants to heal some people and I believe that God is gonna be glorified in this service. When God heals, God is glorified. Second Corinthians four, Paul says, therefore, we do not lose heart. 
Though outwardly in our jars of clay we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So fix, we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Listen, today I want to call you not to, not to come pray for healing just so that you can feel better. I want to ask you to bring what's on your heart to God and to surrender yourself for his glory and his power. I prayed hard for my mom. I prayed, Lord, I'll take it, give it to me. She doesn't deserve it, Lord. And I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and for years she battled. Before she passed, she, she gave Bethany a copy of her journal. And one of the things in her journal was this saying right here. It says, regardless of the time spent here on earth, regardless of the pain, of the suffering, of the struggle, regardless of what happens here on earth, what is seen, I'm living for the long haul, the eternal. Praise God. God's a healer. And I would have loved it if God would have snapped his fingers and my mom could be here today. And I would love it if some of you would bring struggles today and God would miraculously heal them. And I believe God can. But let's focus on bringing glory to God. Let's focus on the eternal because today the healing that God has for us may be instantaneous or it may be strength to face what we have to face. And we are all promised that God will never leave us, will never forsake us. We are all promised eternal healing. So the worship team's gonna come up. And listen, I don't know what you're carrying. I know some of you are hurting physically. I know some of you walked in today with heavy burdens, relational burdens. I know that some of you are probably in a deep spiritual battle. Listen, today God wants to heal. So here's what I want you to do. I'm going to pray for us. And then during these last two songs, we've got pastors and prayer warriors that are going to come up here. And I want to invite you to come. If there is something on your heart, if there's something in your life that needs healing, the appropriate response is to come and pray and offer it to God and pray for healing. And I'll just repeat it one more time. Our God heals. Don't miss this opportunity. Respond in worship. Come forward. We have altars here. There's altars over there. There'll be people to pray with you. If you want to pray on your own, that's okay. Just wave them off. But if you want someone to pray for you, we're going to pray over you today. If you want to be anointed, there's oil. We will anoint you in the name of the Father, His Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And today, right now, God is going to bring healing. Father, I pray that you'd speak to us. 
I pray that if there's anyone here that's, that's carrying a burden or has a thorn or a struggle, and it doesn't matter how big or how small, Lord, you want us to come to you. So, Lord, help us to respond to you in worship now. And I pray that you will continue to be the same God you will be. You'll heal and restore us, Lord. We love you. We turn our hearts to you now in Jesus' name. Amen.